0: Hey y'all, this is Keejee St. Q. DeNullo, known to some as Quentin Antoine Mitchell, Q, Twon. This podcast is uh, dedicated to all my homies, but mainly to my homie that uh, went down that road with me, Charles Arthur Waters. He was my friend. He was my cofounder. He was uh, he was like my brother. And um, this is gonna be dedicated to him. When um, I first encountered him, man, was, uh, I met him through uh, a situation that we had in Fort Worth. Which we call Funky Town. We call that Funky Town. But he met me because... Okay, let me just kind of of like I'm kind of fucked up right now. So let me just get it right. Okay, so... There was a girl named Tamara. That I used to go to middle school with. Okay. And I was flirting with her. She was flirting with me back. And we was having... You know... Some uh, moments, I guess you can say, some social moments over the phone, and that's cool. But uh, something happened at home, so I ran away and I left. I left for work, and I didn't tell her about. I didn't say nothing. I just burnt out and left. And she didn't get back from me. She was looking for me, and I didn't have the the nerve or the heart or the consideration to call her. Just tell her what happened to me. I just disappeared. So, um, when I returned a few weeks later, or it could have been a few months later, I think it was probably like a month, I'm not really sure, but it was a good amount of time for her to move on. So, when she moved on, she met this new guy, which was Charles of the Waters. And, um, so, but we all in middle school still, so when I get back to school, my best friend Brian tells me that, hey, I think she messing around with this cat named Charles. And I was like, so? I don't care. I'll get my girl back. So um, when I see her at school, she see it was like she like she looked at me like she saw a ghost. <laughs> And she has so many mixed feelings, I bet, at that moment. So I smiled at her, she let her know I'm back. So I, I keep an eye on watching this. I don't say nothing to her, I'm watching her. And I'm watching, I'm looking for Charles, I'm just seeing, I want to see them in Canada. I want to see it for myself, you know what I mean? I have to see this, see how she going to respond while I'm hearing all this stuff. So I played my place, and so, Anyhow, when um my homie, my homie Dion, rest in peace, when he um knew what was going on, he intervened. Cause see, Dion, he was like the I will, I will say he was he was the, he was like the lead of the other, of our little pile, you know what I mean? Of what we call our little crew. He was like the he was like the OG. He was an OG, but he was the, he was like the shot caller, pretty much. You know, we look well. I, at least I looked it up to him. You know what I mean? So uh, anyhow, you know, DM, he used to come around and pick me up. We just ride around, do all types of crazy shit. Man, I miss that boy. But uh, anyway, back to what I was saying. So. Dion knew Charles. He messed with Charles, and Tamara was Dion's sister-in-law because Dion was going with Tamara's older sister Tina. So, you know me, Tina, Dion, man, we oh, we kick it, man. And I had my own place at that time in Fort Worth, 2803 Lena Street. And we called it the dog castle because we had more dogs than anybody in these woods. And so, we used to just kick it in my house, you know what I mean? You know, we just go on the road. And back then, gas was cheap. Gas was probably like $89 a gallon. Yeah, no bullshit. $89 a gallon. And we just fill that tank up and we just ride around, just joy ride. Pistols and weed just chilling, you know. Just riding around I don't know if We were looking for trouble Or we just I don't know we, It didn't seem like We were looking for trouble We were just riding around Chilling you know what I mean Checking out the scenery You know That's all we was doing It was real but He used to come Pick me up all the time Anyway Back to Charles So Dion heard about The little Childhood beef That you know Was going on So one day Dia come over to my house in his mother's Buick. It's, you know, it's nice. It was real tinted. It, I mean, it was so dark. You couldn't see the people inside. That's how dark it was. It was a nice car. Very nice. So he, he told me he was on his way to pick me up. So he came to pick me up. And when he picked me up, we get in the back seat. Charles is in the back seat. So, um,. Well, we, so I get in the car <laughs> I don't say no nah. I, I speak to Tim I speak to Dia. And I get in the car And so when I find out my blood Dia tried to pass it to uh, Charles But I said no nah. uh-uh. So Dia said look Y'all got a problem with y'all Y'all need to square it out right now Y'all tripping over that girl This and that And fuck that man That girl know who she wants She chose Whatever, you know what I mean? This and that and that. So, um, I like, alright, that's, you know what? That's what's up. I fuck it, just fuck it, just. So, he just squared it out. He said, y'all, you know what I'm saying? Squared it out right now to just leave that shit alone. So, we just squared it out. We said, fuck it, we're not gonna fight though. So, anyhow, we start smoking, we start chilling. Next thing you know, me and Charles was kicking it. All because of Dion. Uh, and because the choices that we made, of course. So anyway, while we getting closer and closer, we doing things together. You know, spending time with each other, watching each other's back. And all of us. Not just me, Charles. Dion. Uh, talking about the whole crew. Me, Charles, Dion, uh, Debo. Why uh, Debo, you know, Mike. And um my little nigga, Knight, Knight, Talon, but Talon wasn't really with the crew. But you no, know, he was part of he was he was part of Eastwood. But the crew, the crew was me, Charles, Dion, Brian, Debo. You know what I mean? That that was our little crew. And even though Charles was not a blood, and I wasn't a blood neither, Charles was a Crip. But Dia, um, was a he was a Piru. He was, East, he was Eastwood, Piru. So, um, but they were still close. Charles was still accepted because he was Eastwood. We was all Eastwood niggas. So we riding. So we getting along and shit like that. And so one day, you know, I got into it so much. You know, it was dudes shooting at my house constantly. You know, I don't know. It could have been girls too. A motherfucker was shooting at my house. So, um, Tina's mother, Tamra's mother, the same girl's mother, they told um, they told their mom, Niecy, what was going on. So, um, me and Niecy, we had sat down because I used to go over to their house all the time in Weber Garden. And we used to blow smoke and all this other shit. And uh, we just kicked it, you know what I mean? But one day, I went over and they knew about my situation. So she off. She said, "Look, you can you can stay over here for a little while if you like it. To things calm down over there, you can move into Byron's room." So I said, "Cool." So I moved in one of their rooms. Now I'm staying with Tina, Tamara and their Mom. Okay, just it's just us. It's just us four. Now my birthday came, and I put this on everything. My birthday came, and I was tested. I was tested with Tamara. I'm going to spare the details, but nothing happened. And I'm going to tell you something. When I was tested, I was drunk. I was hot. And I said, I'm not going to do that to my nigga. Because, you know, we was building on trust. I wouldn't do that to my nigga. I wanted him to trust me. That was my main that was my main focus. So um after that went down, I felt more confident that this is what I wanted. I wanted him to trust me. Because after rejecting that and trust me, time was looking good. After rejecting that, that was like it was deep. You know what I mean? It was deep for me. It showed me who I really was. Okay. Well, Later on, I got tested again about my loyalty towards Charles Arthur Waters, and um, and it had to come to a situation between him and my immediate family, and I didn't know what to do. It was a fucked up situation, so I tried to protect everybody. I did my best to try to protect him and my immediate family. When they arrested me back in 1999 on a federal offense, on a federal offense, they arrested my brother put me in interrogation room. They threatened to lock up my mom, my brother, my baby mama and put my newborn son in a foster home. And I was like, man, I never saw that type of side of interrogation. Not in movies, nothing. That was some new shit like, what? I never phantom them doing some shit like that to me. Using my family to get through to me. So what I did was, if you ain't never been in that situation, it's fucked up. So I wanted to be the sacrifice lamb. I was like, with shit? I just take everything, and I just go down, just let them go. So... I had confessed to some crimes that I committed. I didn't name nobody, and I could have put the blame on some guys that they thought was the, you know, the person that did it. But I didn't want to do that. I was trying to do the right thing at that time under the new pressure that I was never taught or never handled before. Until that day, I handled it. So what I did was I didn't mention no names as far as Charles and. um, I didn't mention no names, okay? Now, if I did mention names, it wasn't nothing to incriminate anybody. You know, they were I, I knew that they would be good cause they didn't do anything. If I did name them people. Cause nobody nobody that was not part of those crimes was arrested. Okay. And we we accepted we accepted the charges that we did. But the crime that took place was just too harsh. Anyway, they arrested me, and so the plumber defended that they, you know, issued me, she was basically was trying to tell me that they need a name, they need a name of the one of the guys, or two of the guys, and I told her I couldn't give their name up. I, what I said was, if I give up their name, I will put my immediate family in danger, and I can't do that. That's what I told them. So uh, anyway, they kept pressing me. They kept pressing me. So they said, you know, you looking at uh, life? That was the, that was the public defender came and told me. She said, you looking at life? You know, um, or probably get it down to 50 years. Or so I said, man, what? She said, yeah, you looking at life? I said, I tell you what, well, just go ahead and put me in for the death penalty. She said, what? I said, go ahead and just put me in for a dead penny. And I put that on everything I love and respect. I told that woman that. She said, no, we can't do that. And I said, well, shit. It's my life. Y'all already trying to destroy it. So I remember this woman. Her name was Caroline something De Niro. And And um, when I got out, I-, I contacted her. She no longer do that type of work anymore. She got into... Uh, Malpractice. practice. She said that that job, that line of work was very corrupted. So she didn't want to be a part of it anymore. So, anyway, good for her. But, anyhow, so she left and she came back. You know, and God, she dated <laughs> this woman. She was not no ugly public defender. And I was so goddamn mean, soft. And she was so beautiful when I looked at her. And she was just, goddamn, she just hypnotized me, man. I'm I'm telling you, this is the kind of truth. I I goddamn buttered up for that bitch. I was so fucking mad at myself. And this is how I buttered up. Because I had told myself, well, look, this is all I can tell you. But this is what I had told them this one in the interview, in the interrogation. I had told them that, um... I said I can't give you the guy's name, but he was he was arrested with one of the guns that we had we had stolen. And I thought that he was gonna be good because he was already arrested. And the people that took the gun, I'm sure they supposed to, I'm sure they tried to bring the number back to see where it came from. But they didn't, they let him go, so they didn't identify it. So I'm like, okay, he good. That was my understanding. If they didn't recognize that pistol right then and there, if we knew the law, man, we could have beat that shit. Man, if we knew the law, we could have beat that shit. I did 16 and a half years in prison because I didn't know the fucking law. That two shit out of me, man. They railroaded us. Anyway, back to Charles. So anyway, I told them that. So they, with that information, they went to go pick up Charles. And they told Charles, they said, yeah, well, we got your buddy. Uh, he told us he couldn't give us a name, but he told us that um, the guy that got robbed, uh, the guy that robbed with me, he uh, he used the pistol that we we stole from one of the gun shops. So uh, he was like, but he didn't tell us the name. But the police, this is what the police is what he told me. This is what Charles told me. The police told him. He told me he said that they had went back. And they re- they pulled that gun back out of whatever they got it at private inventory, they said, and they had a specialist bring back the numbers and realize it was the number and it was to the gun. So they so after he told him that, so he's telling me, Charles tell me he the man say, So did you do it? Did you rob him? Did you I mean did you rob did, did you rob, you know, the places that we robbed? The juries, the pawn shops. And Charles told me he said, "Yeah, I did." So Charles is upset with me. He was really, really, really upset with me, and I don't blame him. But if he just knew my intent, my intent was not to send them to him. I knew Charles for a name, okay? If it was my intent to send them dogs after him, them crooks after him, I, I would have just, "Hey man, name is Charles Charles Arthur Waters." You know what I mean? That's his name, man. This is, this is how we can get in contact with him. I ain't do none of that snake ass shit. I ain't do none of that snake ass shit. You know what I mean? So, um, uh, we got locked up. And, um, when he seen me, when we met Oz, he looked at me like, I'ma get you. I am like, Oh, so he's on that. So I so, okay. Let me, um, at least try to, Dilute this right this so he can hear me out. Cause if he's mad ain't no sense of his talking, we just gonna have to go right at it. Because I would be that mad too. So let him hear my version of the story. And I was hoping that okay, if he have love for me like he said he did, then he would see my version and use his own judgment to decide. So out of faith in our friendship, I sent him that letter out to him. He read the letter. He didn't get back to me until a few days later. Then he finally wrote me back. And he said, dude, I ain't really tripping, man. He said, you know, so what we do now? I said, well, first of all, what we need to do, we need to get you over here in the tank with me. He said, all right. So while him and I was getting in trouble fighting and shit, and encountering with other people, we, um... We get in the same pot together. But there was still bitter anger in him, I can tell. And I don't blame It was a fucked up situation. And all I wanted to do was get us out. But I didn't. But I tried. And I'm still trying. Because I'm sure they probably like staining him for restitution and shit. Because I ain't, I ain't paid that shit. Because, you know, we don't even owe no fucking restitution. It was an old... It was a big-ass scam. So anyway, but I wanted to write this because him and I did some my hard time. I know I definitely did some hard time. Really hard time. I just kept getting kicked out of penitentiaries and, and in institutions, FCI's and shit. You know, I'm just fighting, and, and, I, and I swallow my I swallow my pride a lot. But then, you know, that shit bottles up. I just lose it, you know what I mean? I would get into all types of shit in prison. You know what I mean? I'm telling you, I was just goddamn a little rebel, but it was—it was just that it was fucked up, and so much shit had pissed me off, and I just had needed a way to escape it. So I, that's why I found my passion of writing movie scripts and movies and shit. That's why I wrote a lot. Just I go in a land that I wasn't even in, just to get away from the bullshit world that I was in. So anyway, me and Charles, we still good. And in my book We always gonna be good Like I was trying to tell my son Motherfuckers goddamn me should never Let outsiders come between family Charles' family and me And I wanted to tell I wanted to say this for him Because I might die today And I just wanted him to uh, Hear this out I love that boy man That's, that's my other brother And um yeah, I go all the way with them. You know, I don't... I don't... I didn't never... I never turn my back on them, And I never will. Everybody do fucked up shit. And I just wanted to just show them. All my niggas that I... You know, I love them all. They're fucking much. Alright, so... It's, it is. You know, my... Just my words to my nigga. Uh, today is... Um, Today is May 4th. It's a Friday, it's 4 o'clock. Well, so there it is. I'm you hear this? You hear the song in the background? I know that bring back memories, huh? so <laughs> Bad memories, good memories, or just memories for we just didn't know any about. I'm still fighting for us, bro.